Dave Creighton Jr. here on the Hawkeye Huddle. I am live and in person the KBGG Studios. It's my man, Brett Ridge, is on the road again on his phone. Hopefully we've got a fine connection and the bar is open. What's going we on? We have a fine connection. I am, however, I'm in my room. I'm, I'm not uh, down at the bar yet. I can make that happen for you a little later on if you want. But, That's uh, uh, quite all right. Do you have another six o'clock meeting tonight? I do, as a matter of fact. Yes, I have. To, I have another. In fact, there's a. It starts at five thirty. I'm going to miss the first half of it for for all of our fans to talk hawks here as uh, as we uh, double up on the seasons. You know, basketball media day yesterday, and and football, of course, continuing and getting set for the second half of the season. Seems so sad to say that it's the second half of the season already, but uh, clearly this is the time when University of Iowa seems to shine under Kirk Ferentz, or every once in a while not, but, but for the most part this is when they take those steps forward, and the bye week was right in the middle of the season, and hopefully it'll it'll help them out. Oh, yeah, no question about that. I mean, I think we're all excited. Bye weeks suck. There's, there's no other way to put it. I mean... You want to watch football. You want to do this. You want to do that. I go out of town to go see my brother-in-law down in Kansas City, and it's 11 o'clock, and I'm turning on the TV, and I'm like, oh, okay, what am I going to watch? Am I? So I go to the Iowa State game. It's yeah. a freaking rain delay. And then I go, yeah. and I look for the Kansas State game. They're in a three-hour rain delay. I, I don't think that game started till like one thirty. Something like and, that. and they had a second delay, and and I mean the thing got over. That was scheduled at eleven a.m. and it got over at like six thirty or seven o'clock. Exactly, <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, the only yeah. thing that lasted longer than that was your wedding. It was a long wedding. It was, it was anyway. deep. Anyway, but back to football. So yeah, the Hawks go to Northwestern this week. Were you surprised by Northwestern's effort over there at Maryland? Uh. <laughs> Not by them as much as I am uh, not understanding Maryland. Well, of course, right, Maryland was on their what fourth or fifth quarterback now. Right, right. I, so that's got to be it, right? They they came out of the shoot. Uh, they went on the road at Texas. Texas clearly a, a pretty good team, uh, not a great team, but a pretty good team. That went on the road, and then Maryland really has been pretty average to not very good since then. And of course, like you say, they have they're having quarterback troubles, and I suppose that. That does make a big difference. But um, the only thing I would say is that Northwestern's got some experienced players back, and a lot of people expected a lot out of them this year. And uh, sure enough, they, they went on the road and, and took care of business, and they come in uh, on, a, you know, on a high uh, as they head into Iowa City or into, uh, into Evanston for Iowa and, and, and let Iowa come in there. And, you know, the thing is, it, it's, not, it's not hyperbole. Pat Fitzgerald legitimately hates Iowa. He legitimately wants this is this is the one game every year he wants to win. Uh, he loves to recruit against Iowa. He loves to beat Iowa in every way possible, and uh, he's going to have those guys ready. Um, the real question is, uh, you know, did that rest period for the Hawks over the last week uh, do do two things? One, did it rest them up, get some injuries, uh, you know, out of the way, get some guys healthy, and two, did it finally give the offensive line a little bit of time? to practice that ballet dance that they need to have. Because I, I think that what we've seen through this, I'm diagnosing now the offensive line problems literally as being that they just haven't been able to keep the same five or six guys on the field 
for most of, of the season, and they've been moving guys around and shuffling guys around. And I think they put everybody back in the right spots uh, against Illinois, and hopefully now, after a couple of weeks of practicing that way, uh, the ballet dance will come back to where it needs to be. Well, you know, two years ago, and we talked a little bit about this last week with Tom Caker, uh, Iowa went in there, C.J. Beathard was beat up, hurt, starting quarterback for San Francisco 49ers, no big deal. By the way, yeah, by um, the way, yeah. Just in case anyone thought that Greg Davis was a horrible offensive coordinator, C.J. Beathard is a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Anyway, I digress. Two years ago, Akron Wildly basically gets his first start, gets the ball, runs for over 200 yards, no fumbles, four touchdowns, the Hawks win 40-10. to 10. Well, Kanziri went down in that game first, and then Akron came in and went nuts. Whatever. So, it, but, but, yeah, it was, it, was, and, it was his coming out party. But you're to, to your point as it relates to the offensive line, that was a day that was dominated by Brendan Scherf and the entire O-line. So now you have a bye week. You know, I'm concerned that Boone Myers is never going to be 100% this year. And and I I feel horrible. I mean, you think about it. you got Ike Bakker and Boone Myers, senior starting tackles. Neither one are playing right now because of injuries. Um, Ike out, as we know, for the season. And, and Boone has just been in and out all season. So... So can they find the cohesiveness this year with Alaric Johnson, Keegan Render, James Daniels, Sean Walsh back at guard where he belongs, and now Tristan Wirfs in for a second start? There's no question that's the key to I running the football. There's And when you listen and try to read the tea leaves that the coaches have, you know, when you get to speak to the coordinators and Brian Ferentz and you get to listen to Kirk and we're trying to work on this, we want the running game to be better. You give them, you give them a couple weeks to do that. So, uh, you know, in, 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 um, I had a friend of mine tell me the other day that uh, he happened to be talking to a family member or brother or somebody who's directly related to one of the Iowa offensive linemen. And um, and he just asked him. He said, "Well, you know, what what's the deal?" And the guy said, "He said I hear a lot about how they just have not been able to get in one position and stay in one position and know who is going to be where. They need to know who's got whose assignment and where they're going. And you know, if you watch the games and you watch James Daniels uh, missing guys, you know, just completely whiffing on guys." Right. I don't think that's James Daniels completely whiffing on guys. I think that's James Daniels and somebody else not knowing their assignment. Trying, right? trying to and, co- trying to cover up for the guy who uh, who whiffed. really missed him. Right, right. And so I, I, I don't think we can. I, we're probably harping on the offensive line too much, but I think it's this is what the bye week will do for you. And I think we're going to find out this week. I don't know, you know, how the defense is going to play against Northwestern's offense. We've got a couple of good offense uh, talents. No question, but I, I think well, they've got a if, good quarterback. They got a decent running back. They got a great running back. I, I think if Iowa's offense though goes in there and lays an egg, then we have some serious worry for the rest of the season. You know what? I like is? to see him. See, I like what's this? This is just like the Cubs. If the offense doesn't produce, you're not going to win. Uh, Cubs got three game, three runs in two games, and everyone's blaming the bullpen. 
the, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the problem yeah. is, is that your three, four, and five guys are hitting a buck fifty. So yeah. can the Iowa offense go into Evanston, House of Horrors over the years? Here's an interesting tidbit. Until last year's thirty eight to thirty one, which is the worst game I think the Hawks played till the bowl game. Uh, oh yeah, no question. Yeah. Well, Penn State was pretty bad. Um Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Certainly the worst game they ever they played at home all of last season where where the defensive backs just were running into one another and and couldn't stop Northwestern I mean they looked I don't know. They looked better than they did all season, no question about it. Hawks won 3 and 4 of the series. You know, 3 of the last 4. Um Iowa had had got to the point 48 to 7, 40 to 10 where all of a sudden it was back owning Northwestern, and then last year stubbed their toe. Well, you know, I think Iowa figured some things out defensively uh, as to how Northwestern's been, you know, moving the ball. And I think Iowa running the option offense. <laughs> well, they just about just an option offense, but Iowa figured out how to stop some of it. And some of the tendencies Iowa had on defense have changed a little bit over over the last couple of years. So, you know, there's no question that Iowa had figured out some things, and and it. it it, it looked good, and then last year, yeah, it was it was a it was a it was a uh, I'm a proud it. It was a poop show. We'll put it that way. There you go. The way I would play, uh, the way I would play that game. By the way, um, you know what's so funny is that every year, I mean, literally every year, we go into the season <clears throat> with national pundits and then Iowa fans alike talking about how easy the schedule is and what, you know, why can't Iowa schedule a real schedule? Why can't Iowa put real opponents on the schedule? What, it, what it, and, you 20, know, 26 and 11? Uh, I think it's 26 and 11 that the opponents are right now. Wyoming is in first place in their division. North Texas leads, it's early, but they lead their conference. Uh, of course, Iowa State is uh, in second place currently, in the Big 12. Currently tied for second in the Big 12. Right with a with a road victory over over Oklahoma, and of course Michigan State that everybody you know pronounced us dead because we lost to Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State continues to win. They won at Minnesota the other night. That's two road wins for them in the Big Ten. Speaking of horrible and backdoor the, covers, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there been a few. That was, that was, was a conversation one. Trent and I were having earlier. Uh, there was another one. There been a few, but <clears throat> just saying, Iowa has played some some tough football teams. The performance against Illinois is that much more perplexing based on how the Illini got worked at home by oh, Rutgers the other day. But but but, but you know, who but cares? I, well, who cares? But, you end up well, with, you, you score forty you some points. Yeah, who cares? I, I, I mean, know, they and, played like crap in the first half, and they came out. They caused some turnovers. They you know, in spite of what everybody says, that there was a bit of a pass rush occasionally. They weren't getting sacks, but they were doing enough things to make Jeff George Jr. Uh, have issues, and and they end up winning a game by, whatever, 20 points or 25 points, whatever it was. And and so when you look at the score on your season thing, you look, well, they handled them. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't whatever. Right. Right. Just, they, there are no bonus points for winning beautifully. I mean, Oklahoma should have beat, Texas by four touchdowns and allowed Texas to come back on them. I think the the two biggest upsets in the in the this season, well, not counting Howard over Vegas, was OU going to Ohio State and winning, and then of course Iowa State going to OU and beating them. And They're big, of course. Clemson losing to Syracuse there tonight was pretty big. That's on the road in the conference. 
this was Syracuse. Okay. Bo- both those hmm. other upsets ha- happened to yeah. home teams in college hmm. football. Yeah. Now, had the Hawks tipped the ball and beat Penn State, that would probably be third. Uh in, right there. In, yep. in the list. But, you know, nevertheless, I think we've got a pretty decent football team. And as I look at the, the last six games, Hawks are favored by one and a half this week. Going to be favored against Minnesota. I don't know, probably touchdown or so. Uh, going to be underdog to Ohio State by probably something like 20. Going to be an underdog at Wisconsin probably 14. For, no, no. 14? Four, oh, yeah, double digits. You think for, so? Oh, for oh, sure. Okay. Trent, don't you think? Yeah, 14-ish, maybe maybe closer to, yeah, I don't know, somewhere in that neck of the woods. 17. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, and then... You're going to be favored against Purdue at home, and you're going to be favored at, at Nebraska, which, I mean, you want to talk about a cluster. Good Lord. Good well, it's a, Lord. Well, if you go 4-2 four, and two and 8-4 and four with what with this schedule that I, I you know, I, I'll reiterate, is actually much harder than, much more difficult than people gave it credit for, I think that would be a, a good year also considering, you know, working in the new quarterback, working in all these new freshmen that have had to play, some that didn't have to play but now did because of injuries. When you start, you know, it's it's so reminiscent. It, it, How's this for a transition of, of uh, into our next segment? Uh, it's so reminiscent yes. of the Iowa basketball team it, last year, right, that, that all these exactly young, right. exciting players. It would be one thing if Iowa were playing a bunch of youngsters who um, – who didn't look very good, right? Weren't doing very much. But let's face it, the the young guys have shown some serious promise, and that gets you you fired up for the next couple of years. And next year, which does ostensibly right now look like a, a fairly easy beginning to the season, uh, you should be favored in the first seven games next year if, if with the amount of returning people you're going to have. So um, you know, it's it's very much like the basketball team in terms of some of these skill position players coming back. And and I and of course a, a young quarterback who has gotten better and better and will continue to get better and uh, you know like they always say the best thing that can happen to, uh, to a, a freshman to the freshman is he becomes a sophomore right and uh, we're going to see that out of the basketball team maybe we should take a break and come back and talk a little yeah, bit more basketball after what we heard from yesterday so let's take that first break we'll be back. We'll talk Hawkeye Hoops when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 KBGG. The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Brought to you by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. Now, we'd never tell you what kind of truck to drive, but what kind of snowplow? Well, that's a different story. 
For more than 65 years, Fisher Plows have been getting the job done reliably and efficiently. From heavy-duty commercial plows, V-plows, breakthrough deep snow drifts, or a personal snow plow for your half-ton truck. You'll find the Fisher Plow that's right for your need at Shuling Hitch in Des Moines and Ames. It's time to upgrade your blade with a new Fisher Plow from Shuling Hitch. Visit ShulingHitch.com. Hey, what's up? Rooster emoji here. If you're speeding or driving aggressively on the road, take it from me, you're getting too cocky. Slow down and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager at Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud sponsor of the Polk City Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Polk City. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these members. Beautiful Savior, Lutheran Church. Coldwell Banker, Mid-America Group. Dennis Dietz, HR Approach, LLC. Letch Law Firm. 92.5 Nash Icon, KJJY. P&M Apparel. Polk City Women. SNS Property Service, LLC. Time to Shine Car Wash. TLC Cleaning. Water's Edge Bar and Grill. The Polk City Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these members. Learn more about the Polk City Chamber of Commerce online at polkcitychamber.com. If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for 2 bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, Food Dudes Delivery. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind. And our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515 515- 225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Christopher's has been a Des Moines tradition for over 50 years. The Judas Sessig family became owners of a quaint restaurant in the Beaverdale area. Under their steady watch, Christopher's has become one of Des Moines' favorite locations. Known for its excellent Italian cuisine, friendly staff, and atmosphere fitting on any occasion, a can't-miss choice for your next evening out. For a table of two or a banquet of a hundred, no event is too small or too big. Christopher's in Beaverdale. And we're back on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700 KBGG, and on the worldwide interwebs at thehawkeyehuddle.com. 
I'm Dave Creighton Jr. Brett Ridge is along the way on the horn. So we were talking about basketball. Fran met with the in the media, the Hawks, the whole team, everybody met with the media yesterday. And one, I have two interesting thoughts about this. And I posed a question uh, out there to uh, our other friends in the media. Did you see the letter Fran sent to the media members? Um, I didn't read all of it. I saw it. It was an interesting thing that he kind of sent a letter. It was just sort of a, a letter of how excited they are, right? And honored they are to to get going with the season, and they're going to try hard, something like that. It was it was kind of is that about the gist of it? Well, yeah, basically. But it was also like you know, hey, we respect you in the media. You have a job to do, but uh, we'd really appreciate it if you were homers. <laughs> I mean, is Trent, would you agree with that? <laughs> I didn't read it that way. Okay. No, I just I just thought it was more goodwill. It was clearly goodwill. I know. Yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I thought too. All I, right. I didn't know. I, I didn't read all of it. Like I say, I kind of was on my phone and I was only catching parts of it earlier today. Well, dude, well, it was, was like four paragraphs. I mean, you know, it's yeah. a long read. You could have done that in one of your well, morning I, moments. I have not had uh, one of my ritual times today, so. Um, but you know, um, it, it wasn't, that was an odd thing to do. Never really seen that, um, I don't know. out of them, but it was, you know, it was I, neat, I, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but here's the, here's the thing. These guys are convinced. I mean, they're convinced that they're, that they're going to win the Big Ten championship, you know, in, in the back of their mind, the way they're talking right now, they're not saying that, but they're talking as a very, very confident, extremely confident group, which is really cool. Because they know that there have been improvements made. You know, they're talking about how Cook has elevated his game, which will be interesting to see if that really happened. And, you know, Cordell Pims will be in down 20 pounds and how much more explosive he is and what more he can do. And adding in, uh, of course, Garza and Nungi and what they're going to be able to do along with, with all the guys that were so good last year. Bohannon, of course. And, you know, Fran with the hyperbole talking about uh, him being Steph Curry. Uh, you know, comparing uh, Bohannon to Steph Curry. I mean, these guys aren't pulling any punches. They, I, I, I think they, they've taken a little bit of exception to the fact that people are looking for them to finish about eighth or ninth in the conference because well, they're feeling like they're as good as anybody out there. I don't think there's any question the Kool-Aid in the basketball training room has been yes. drank, swallowed, absorbed, and continued to be shoved down the Hawkeye basketball players' throats and that they enjoy the flavor of this Kool-Aid, and it, it is exciting to think that, wow, your top, you got 75% of your scoring back, 83% of rebounding or something like that, um, and while I love Peter Jock, he wasn't the greatest defender in the history of, of mankind, um, and Moss apparently, is, you know, everything looks good, hope springs eternal, all of these sorts of things, the question, of course, is going to be when you get on the floor, and in big, you know, Big Ten basketball starts like December something. I mean, it's, right, right, yep, yep. Bef- Penn State, I believe, is, is the first one because they're they're doing they have extra games this year, so they're. Uh, and, <clears throat> I guess it's actually this year's the uh, uh, the reasoning is because they have to end the season earlier because they're playing because that of Madison Square Garden. Man, yeah, what's stupid. And uh, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. I mean, it comes up very quickly. Why don't we get the Big Ten tournament, yeah. at the Quest Center, in or CenturyLink in Omaha, or, or Wells Fargo here in Des Moines? 
let's put it somewhere that makes some sense. I mean, the uh, Madison Square Garden, you, you can argue television sets, but you can't argue television sets because the Big Ten, the entire tournament is on across the nation every time. So that makes absolutely zero sense. I, I don't know. I, I get it. It was Rutgers. Oh, uh, it's like a play for Rutgers, it's maybe. And stupid. Put it in stupid. Chicago or put it in Indianapolis. Well, and trade it every year. And like I say, when you're looking at a bunch of bubble teams who will be done literally a week before most bubble teams are playing their 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 bubble games, it's a what have you done for me lately? And so a bunch of uh, those Big Ten teams are going to play themselves right onto that bubble and be into that last four in or last four out or something like that. And somebody's going to pass them up because there's going to be some upset in the SEC tournament on a Friday or a Saturday a week later. I mean, it's just it's just flat out stupid by the Big Ten to not understand how that works. Well, hey, well, good but, lord! I mean, the Missouri Valley's done that every year forever, and and yeah. sometimes it's cost them, and other time, and many times it did. Yeah, but it, right, but. No, they, and you're talking. And you're talking about a, a not a Power Five conference there in basketball, and, 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 and that's why we're not talking about seven or eight teams coming out of Missouri Valley Conference. We're talking about well, but if one, you're two, trying to one, get two, two or three, three and, and you're talking yeah, about bubble yeah. teams, they're always bubble teams. And and it's and from time to time, that has hurt them. Those bubble teams sit there and wait. They've been off for a week, and they're in a good spot, and then somebody wow. else is suddenly... Wow, wow, wow. Go well, and make the first weekend I, exciting for the first time, uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll in, in, in uh, championship week, and own it, and win it, and love it. Well, I mean, that's the other option there, is going and make. Well, you're going to have to now. You're going to have to make, <clears throat> you're gonna have to make it your own now, because that's where they are. All right, now, one, back to, back one, to, one more to thing. The, I'll be fair. Okay, yeah. yeah, you want to talk about him turning in the cheaters? Yeah, yeah. So is it Jimmy awesome. Collins? Is he is he turning well, in Bruce Pearl? Is he recording stuff? I mean, it was the other way around there. Well, whatever. Yeah, right. You know, right. I what whatever it was. Mm. I mean, Fran Fran stepped on a pretty high and mighty podium there yesterday, and said, "Look, we don't cheat. We never do. And every time I find someone who does, I turn him in." And I'm like. Well, that's interesting. I'm pretty sure that goes outside the code of conduct of the, of the uh, coaching, well, coaching fraternity. It's, 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 I was going to say, you know, in the uh, in the in the yacht club there that they uh, hang out in. I'm not sure whether they they go for that, but you know, um, what's either way? If you're cheating, has it, has it has it resulted in anything? I mean, he probably does turn them in. He does turn in people when they when they do things that he sees that are wrong, and, and it doesn't go anywhere. I well, mean, when you take he, a look at what North Carolina got got away with this week, I mean, you know, well, highway but, but robbery, that, but murder. That, and, that's different. That is, that's academic, Gene. That's not, that's not recruiting violations. That's not AAU coaches uh, bribing assistant basketball coaches. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, academic malfunctions or malfeasance at different universities, I mean, that, that's been going on since underwater basket weaving that you took at Iowa. All right? I mean, those kinds of things happen. It's a hard course. Hey, creativity and problem solving was a big deal at Creighton University with Father <laughs> Lubers. All right, it, it, it's it's happened. Okay, um, but I just find it interesting that he he just basically comes out and says, "Yeah, as soon as I find out they're cheating or, yep. or get wind yep. of it, I, I turn them in." Now, here's yep. the problem with turning something into the NCAA: is you have to call one eight hundred. You're cheating. Press five for English, uh, three for the Hispanic channel, <laughs> and then you have to leave a message. Hi, this and then is, leave a message. Hi, this yeah, is leave, Fran, a uh, yeah. University of Iowa. I hmm. called last week, just following up on the cheaters over there at XYZ College, um, who gave this dude 
a brand new pair of shoes and five hundred dollars. And I know this because he showed up when I saw him play two weeks ago. He didn't have those new shoes, and his parents are unemployed. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm wondering how much of this really is the friend. Please return thing. my is call. It, <laughs> right. Well, I'm wondering how much of this is really the trend that has actually done this a lot, or it's more along the lines. Theoretically, I've seen it a couple times, so I've turned a few people in. You know, it doesn't happen all the time, so I don't see a lot of it, that type of a thing. So, you know, it, well, he it, was turning in all these people know. down at UNC Greensboro, and it's Siena. Yep. Yep, yep. You know, I think you saw some more of those things. I, you know, Manhattan is big on the NCAA probation list. Well, it, when you look around the Big Ten, there <clears throat> there are some programs that you could have made some cases for over the last few years. But certainly, who uh, I don't I don't think you're I don't think you're going to be looking at at I don't think you're going to be looking at a bunch of uh, uh, schools in the Big Ten having the same issues that Louisville is having right now. Well, you know, who, I think there's some, but, but you know. Who who, well, who who are right, you going to throw under the bus? Recently, right now, I, I, I right now recently I got nobody. I mean, you know, obviously um, Indiana had issues a few years back. And that was Kelvin Sampson, and that were, was right? good they, lord. That was ten got, years ago. Was it that long ago? They got no. that, you know, they got that cleaned up. I, I really, you look around right now, you don't have any anybody that you look at as being dirty. Penn right? State's recruiting violations um, have not led to a lot of victories. Hey, dude, no. we got to go to a break. I just got the look. Okay. So we're going to go to the break. Here on the Hawkeye, we'll be back after the break with our man Top Cake from Hawkeye Report. Stay tuned. Hawkeye Huddle, right back. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Sponsored by Chili's. Chili's has news even bigger than their new ribs. They're focused on one thing, burgers, ribs, and fajitas. And the whole menu is better. Come in and see why Chili's is back, baby. All money managers may seem pretty much the same. But while some money managers may recommend high-commission investment products, Fisher Investments avoids them. Some money managers may have hidden and layered fees. Fisher Investments never does. And while some money managers are happy to earn commissions from you, whether you do well or not, Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when you do better. In other words, we're structured to be on your side. Maybe that's why most of our clients come to us from other money managers. Talk with us and find out why so many experienced investors are switching to and staying with Fisher Investments. Fisher Investments, clearly better money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Visit us at fisherinvestments.com to find out what we can do for you. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. 
Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com slash radio for more information. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information. He can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 37. 37 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give them a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150. Well, again, Dave Creighton, Jr., Joined by Brett Ridge on the phone and very soon by Tom Kaker from Hawkeye Report. Let's thank our wonderful sponsors over at Christopher's in Beaverdale, Fine Italian Dining, our man Dave Kozlowski at Kozlowski Law for your uh, divorce needs. (laughs) Hope you don't need them, but if you do, give Cause a call. And, of course, Temple to Rye, the last call, which we'll get to here in just a little bit. It's only 22 minutes till uh, beer, just for the record. Just saying. Ridge, you with me? Ridge is not with me. Good. We'll go to Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. I'm here. How are you? I'm good. Good. I, Ridge may or may not be with I, us. I think I hear him. Okay. I'm here. Well, I, I don't know why he came here. 
What's going on? Oh, we're we're all we're all back. We're all good to go. Then we got Tom with us. Tom, we were talking about the basketball program. Did you go over to Media Day yesterday? I was there. What'd you think of the letter? Um, I mean, it's nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, acknowledges that we have a job to do, and that pretty fair with Fran, I think, and and um, and I I know that he understands the job because. His uh, brother right. Jack is a uh, sports writer in the Philadelphia area, so um, I think it's it was a nice touch by Fran. Fran's always been pretty good with us. He really has. I mean, I don't think he's ever, you know, he might get kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, pissy with some people sometimes. But right. other than that, he, you know, he'll, he'll get short or whatever. But um, for the most part, he's very very accommodating with everybody. Well, media days across the country, as you know, for basketball, and Fran was very upfront as it related to the cheaters, uh, as it related to th- those sorts of things. And other, and other coaches are like, does anybody want to ask about basketball questions? You know, so interesting approach, I think, that he took, and he, a serious high road. Yeah, I, I'm the one that asked the first FBI question and kind of his thoughts because just knowing Fran and, and having had some conversations with him over the years, just, you know, kind of shooting the breeze and being at AAU events with him and, and you know, just having some kind of casual conversations, I knew, I, I kind of had a good idea that this was a topic that he wouldn't mind talking about and sharing some things. I, I was surprised when he said that he is basically called the NCAA on some people. I, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, that he had, uh, that he readily admitted it because most co- most coaches would not admit something like that. And what wasn't surprising was that when he was asked, "Have you turned away kids, basically, or stopped recruiting kids because they were asking things?" and he said, "Every day," and that was all he said on it. Wow. So, um, and that was not surprising because I've, I, you know, I've seen them walk away from kids that, you know, kind of. Had, there were some rumblings about that uh, might be a little sketchy recruiting going on, so uh, it wasn't um, was not a surprise to me that that he said that. But hearing him say, "Yeah, I turned some schools in," uh, was was a real surprise because you don't hear that from coaches at all, and and um, very revealing that Fran's uh, very proactive in that area. Well, Tom, it seemed like um, from everything that uh, you could read from all aside from that, you guys are pretty excited about their team this year, and you know, um, not pulling any punches about the fact that they're excited about it. Um, you gotta like that attitude, you know. I, I'd rather see that attitude than than uh, one that's a little more even tempered. I mean, we've talked about the fact that you know, guys become sophomores and and they grow up another year and. Suddenly they understand what they're going to have to go through, and the grind is going to be a little different this year. It won't be as taxing on them because they know what to expect. These guys just seem really excited uh, about what they can do. Well, right out of the gate, um, you know, Trent, Trent, I'm sure, laughed very uh, heartily when he heard Fran compare Jordan Bohannon to uh, Steph Curry. I'm still giggling. Uh I'm still giggling. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I I immediately Trent, you'll know, I, please note this. I thought of you immediately you, when he you. said that uh, because uh, 
it was just one of those classic Fran comments that, you know, I know he doesn't mean that he's the next Steph Curry, but um, he just, you know, some fans can't, uh, some fans won't understand that uh, and think that he just compared him to Steph Curry, uh, literally, but he just, but it, that's just Fran, and he likes to sell his guys and, and pump them up and make them feel good and uh, feel positive about what they can do, so... I don't have a problem with it. I, I know they feel really good about this team, and, and I know they really like the chemistry on this team. This, these guys, it's, you know, in some teams you'll have like five guys that hang out with each other and then five other guys that hang out with each other or two or three that just hang out mainly together. These guys just, they all just kind of hang together. It's just, there's not like cliques or groups on this team, and they all seem to really like each other and, Enjoy spending time with each other, and um, and they're pretty good at basketball too. I, I think there are some areas of concern. Backup point guard, I think, is a concern. Uh, shooting guard, concern. Moss has got to step up his game. But if things go right, I think this team has a chance to be really, really good. Well, I, I don't think there's any question that I think they're going to be better than whatever Athlon had them at, like, ninth in the Big Ten or something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, and I, the Big Ten put out their thing where all the sports writers vote on it today and, and had them eighth, and I, I think that's a little low. But I also think the Big Ten from, you know, there's I think there's obviously a top, top tier, and that's Michigan State, and then there's another group with Purdue, Minnesota, um, it's probably right there, but, but then there's this group probably from like three, four on to probably eight, nine that includes, you know, a lot of different schools that I think could, any of those teams could finish third, fourth, fifth, and some will finish eighth. I, I just think it's very competitive. Well, it, you know, it might be a situation where those teams are only separated by maybe even a game or two, uh, you know, by the end of the season. So, uh, hey, shift to football now. Here, um, let's. Uh, what uh, what what do you think? How do you think the bye week has uh, benefited these guys, Tom? And uh, at least from what you've seen uh, here today, and uh, how's the injury situation with any number of those guys that we were wondering about coming out coming uh, through these last couple weeks? I think they're obviously they're getting healthier. I mean, just talking to Akram today, and he goes, you know, it was a Monday where I didn't, where I wasn't sore. <laughs> you know, so you just you feel like they're a little, feeling a little bit better because they didn't get beat up on Saturday. Uh, so they're a little healthier. Um, you know, I think Manny Ragumba is still a question mark. Uh, Boone Meyer still a question mark um, going into this week, but beyond that. You know, I think they've gotten healthier and they're feeling better about, uh, um, you know, their just their bodies feel better. So I think they'll be ready to go on on Saturday and spent a lot of time talking to guys like uh, Akram and James Daniels. Remember two years ago, James Daniels made his first start as a true freshman at that Northwestern game. And that Northwestern game was Akram Wadley's breakout game where he had, you know, over 200 yards rushing and four touchdowns and in that really surprising win when their O-line was beat to heck and C.J. Beathard looked like me running up and down a, a football field and that's not a good visual. It, no, it really isn't. And uh, C.J. Beathard <laughs> starting quarterback to the San Francisco 49ers, no big deal. 
Um, yeah. Just Evanston over the years has been this semi-house of horrors. I mean, I go back 12 years ago, if I'm not mistaken, was the... The 05, the 05 game with uh, yes. the onside kick and... And the and personal fouls and all that sort of stuff. I go back to the, if I'm not mistaken, it was like either 07 or 09. I think it was 09. The person game? Yes. And, yeah. and, you know, I basically barred myself from going back to that stadium because... I've always seen it. I think I'm one in four there. And <laughs> and so I, I I just, it has the strangest atmosphere in the Big Ten. Without, well, Illinois is pretty weird. It's like playing at a funeral home. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's a different place. The grass is long, you know, and in Northwestern it has this, this thing about Iowa that, I mean, obviously Fitz carried it on. Didn't it start with Barnett? Um, yeah, a little bit was with Gary Barnett when Hayden said, no, hope none of your boys got hurt right. kind of comment. But then Fitz, Fitz's deal is because he broke his leg uh, against Iowa and didn't get to play in the Rose Bowl, and he's still pissed about that because he thinks that Iowa intentionally did it, I think, or he just... You know, he yeah, just, that's what he's, he's carried, carried around with him. He's carried that around, and and you know, and I think they have used Iowa as a measuring stick for that program. It's not unlike Michigan State in a lot of ways. The program D'Antonio's built is kind of Iowa modelish, if you will. And well, so is Wisconsin, and, if you think about it. Going back yeah. to Barry, I mean, yeah. there's no it's question the about same, that. Same thing. Iowa's kind of a measuring stick for some schools, and and they feel like they should beat Iowa and. And they can get people fired up about Iowa, and and you know Fitz does it. I've, you know, I know a recently graduated former Northwestern player. And I brought it up to him privately one time, and and I said, uh, "Why does Fitz hate Iowa?" And he looked at me and said, "How do you know that?" <laughs> so I just, you know, it's just well known. It's just well known that they just. Have he ingrains his hatred of Iowa into his players? Good, Brett. Well, you know, I'm just looking at this weekend. Of course, <clears throat> Northwestern comes in um, having played probably one of their better games of the year. Certainly on the road at Maryland, Tom, and you know Iowa, as we said, has had ups and downs over there in Evanston. What are you looking at? Uh, what do you? How do you think this is going to go? Yeah, last week was a real step forward for Northwestern because they had really struggled. I mean, they had a bad loss to, uh, you know, just numbers-wise to Duke. Not that Duke's terrible, but just that they looked terrible in that game and, um, you know, got beat pretty bad by Penn State. And They played decent against Wisconsin, but just, you know, got hung up on that one too. Uh and it was really the first game, I think, that Justin Jackson has looked like Justin Jackson, and that's a scary thing because he's really one of the best backs in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, he's in that group with Akron Wadley as, uh, behind Saquon Barkley as one of the top backs in the Big Ten. So, um, and, and he was really good last year uh, against Iowa, too, had a long TD run. And the thing that they've had a tough time adjusting to this year, I think they really miss more than anybody else, Austin Carr, who was the uh, you know top receiver in the Big Ten last year and had three touchdown catches against Iowa, 
uh, and they have not really gotten on track with their passing game the way they I think they, they had hoped to uh, this year. So they, I think Thorson misses that kind of security blanket receiver. So they've, I was going to have to uh, really focus in on stopping the run, and Phil Parker talked about that last week. I mean, they're averaging, uh, opponents are averaging four and a half yards a carry, and Iowa can't play winning football when other teams are running four and a half yards every time they touch the ball. Just can't. Well, there's no question about that. So uh, head over Merkel's Friday night, big Hawk rally for those in the uh, Chicagoland area. And, Tom, we'll look forward to talking to you next week after a Hawkeye victory. How's that sound? That sounds great. Thanks for having me on again this week, guys. You got it, Tom. Tom Caker at Hawkeye Report. we got about four minutes left, my man. So it's probably time for us to go to the Templeton Rye last call. Easy. I, I'd consider that. I'd say so. Yeah, easy drinking, Templeton Rye. Smooth easy and easy. drinking. Have it on the rocks. Enjoy it with the 7-Up. Have it tall with water. Anyway, Templeton Rye, Al Capone's <laughs> drink of choice. The good stuff. So we've got a football game that I was surprised by the line. I really was. I it, I didn't. I didn't think about it too very much. I just looked, and all of a sudden, the Hawks are favored by a point and a half. I trust Vegas far more than I trust other places, but, I mean, who knows? I mean, there's obviously huge upsets every week. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just Northwestern. It's that, that, ugh. I, I, I could see this game going so many different directions. And, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think the Hawks lose. I I think it's twenty four to twenty three. Another heartbreaker, huh? And you don't hear me say that very often on these airwaves. No, I'm I'm shocked. I'm a little well, shocked you, to myself. You, you I may have to give myself the shocker later. You picked Michigan State. Don't do that. You picked Michigan State, so you're you're uh, you're on track for having picked uh, Iowa to lose a couple of times so far this year, but. I, you know what though it, it does it has a similar feel to that Michigan State game um, in terms of not knowing what you're going to get right just there's there's just a, a, a fear factor right now of not being exactly sure who's going to show up and play football for Iowa on Saturday literally who's going to be in the game at points in time and second of all you know which Nate Stanley are going to see and will there be improvement. Uh, I think if there is improvement in a number of areas on the field, I think Iowa has has a realistic chance to win the game. So you're going you're going one point the opposite direction. So you're you're going against Vegas on that. So I'm going to go ahead and give Vegas the push, and the Hawks are going to win at 24-23. How's that? Well, that's fine, and that wouldn't be a push because it's one and a half. You moron! Oh, it's one and a half. But, but no, one. But nevertheless. Nevertheless, I, I, I never, never pay attention to such things, right? Right, right. You so I'm, gonna, I'm, just still getting, I'm gonna give a one point with, I, you know, and I, and I, and I, the only reason I say that is I think that this is, this is probably the week where the, what the work they've been putting in pays off. They're able to move the football a little bit more. And, and I think the defense is good enough to keep Northwestern from just running all over the place, certainly doing what they did against Maryland last week. Well, I don't, so, yeah, um, no, I agree. I agree with that. I, Really, this game comes down to turnovers for me. I mean, you know, can yep. Nate Stanley yep. take care of the football? Can Iowa get some assemblance of a running game? And can they get the game going early? 
you know, the Michigan State game, the first half was horrible. Even the Penn State, well, obviously, even the Penn State. The Illinois game, the first half was bad. The Penn State game was bad. Can they get something going early where maybe you get the turnover like you did against Illinois, but instead of giving it right back to them, you turn around and you score? I mean, something like that needs to happen. It certainly has been uh, the mantra of this team to be slow starting. I don't know what the statistic is off the top of my head, but they have a ridiculous percentage of their points have been scored in the fourth quarter. It's 70 um, to 20 in the fourth. I mean, the Hawks have outscored. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. And so what this team needs is to get off to a good start at some point in time. Doesn't mean you need to be up twenty to nothing at the end of the first quarter, but what it does mean is seven to nothing or seven to seven would be just fine. And get yourself another touchdown or two by halftime, and now you're rolling rather than trying to play from behind. I totally agree, and it's not that this group can't play from behind. We saw what they did at Iowa State, but uh, that would make it much more difficult. Well, I I I look at it this way: if the Hawks win this weekend. At Northwestern, that will be the biggest win that they've had all season. No disrespect a little bit to Iowa State. Um, but nevertheless, I I hope they win, obviously. And, you know, we are nothing but homers here. So I just, sure we are. Exactly. I just, I just have a feeling, not a good feeling. Let's put it that way. So anyway. Not a good feeling. All right. We got, I don't like it with you. Okay. We got 30 was- seconds to go. We're going to let her run out here today. We want to thank all of our great sponsors. Ridgie, way to hang in there today. Are you going to be back in the studio next week? I, I am back. Uh, I am back with a passion next week in the studio. Bring it Love hard. the studio. Bring it hard. Bring it with passion and bring it cooler. Diving for loose balls. thirsty. All right? Okay. All right. Don't just grab the crap out of your garage either. I mean, make a run all to right. the Casey's or something for crying out loud. All right. All right. Well, thank our great sponsors, Christopher's, Temple to Rye, Dave Kozlowski Law, my man Trent Condon here for Brett Ridge. This is Dave Creighton Jr. on the Hawkeye Hill on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. Christopher's has been a Des Moines tradition for over 50 years. The Judas Sessi family became owners of a quaint restaurant in the Beaverdale area. Under their steady watch, Christopher's has become one of Des Moines' favorite locations. Known for its excellent Italian cuisine, friendly staff, and atmosphere fitting on any occasion, a can't-miss choice for your next evening out. For a table of two or a banquet of a hundred, no event is too small or too big. Christopher's in Beaverdale. Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. We're here for all the big moments. 
moments and the little ones too. Like comfort food for falling temps. Warm up with Campbell's Soup for $1.25. Or how about tailgating? Touchdown! This week, Dixie and Bounty paper plates and napkins are just $2.99 each. Plus, we've lowered prices on hundreds of market pantry and up and up items like baking essentials, vitamins, and more. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. There's a season for everything. And right now, it's save up to 30% on appliances season at the Home Depot with special buys on innovative appliances that do more. Like a GE high-efficiency washer and electric dryer. Your clothes get cleaner without the damage. And they're just $586 each. Save $425 on the pair. Savings are in season with up to 30% off appliances at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. While supplies last, U.S. only gas dryer extra see store for details. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with a newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th 